Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on. You know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No. No, it's just what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Kim and Cat stay alive. alive. Maybe. Maybe we're a we're horror, horror movie, comedy, comedy podcast. podcast. We're going to tell, you, tell the you the entirety of a movie. movie. Spoilers, Spoilers and, and all. I'm Katrin Porter, and, and I'm Kim Burns. Going to be telling the tale today, and I am going to be listening. I hope I remember how to do it. It's been so long since I've been on this side of the microphone. Kim yes. and I have been so all all over the place i went i went to my travels and then kim went to her travels almost immediately when i got I back i just got back from mexico looks so fun i was a blast i our dear friend Susie had her bachelorette party and i participated from my couch <laughs> with lots of fomo it was but, an 18 girl bachelorette party yeah. But it was lots of fun, no drama, just just good times. I feel like I feel like we have uh, cultivated years and a group of girlfriends that there is a minimal amount of drama from day to day in our friendships, and I think that's really good. That's true. And Susie has done that with this group. Yes, I did not know all of them before. Yes, for sure. So it was fun. Um, but that's not to say that I didn't get, you know, have some very, very exciting things happen to me this week. Oh, do tell. Very, very exciting. Yes, I did experience some of the most uh, uh, acute FOMO I've had in a long time. But I did rediscover sliced canned peaches. And boy, uh, oh boy, oh. am I happy about that. That does sound comparable. I got really high one night and I said, what am I going to order from Instacart? And I got a bunch of fruit. I was really into fruit. And then they suggested me some canned peaches. And I said, <laughs> I will have some canned peaches. So 
I don't know. Who had a more exciting week? Kim at an 18-girl bachelorette party in Cancun or me who rediscovered sliced peaches? It's hard to say. Like, that's a stiff competition. We'll have to do an Instagram poll. Yeah, I agree. Um, And I started training with... Yeah? I started training with my neighbor for some accountability. He's a very, very buff physical trainer. Okay. And uh, what kind of training? I was like, could have gone many directions. Oh, could have gone a lot of directions. You're right. Just waiting with bated breath. Yeah. How to can peaches. Ooh, great. (laughs) No, training (laughs) training my body to to be a body that does what I want it to do. And boy, oh boy, uh, am I out of shape. (laughs) (laughs) I went to the gym three times on vacation. I saw that. Very proud of myself. I'm proud of you. I'm extremely proud of you. And my Power Girls gym we go to has like an app as well. So whatever I was going to do at the gym with them, I could do on my own. That's fucking dope, dude. I totally saw that. I was very impressed. I'm actually glad you reminded me because I was going to shout you out right this very second about it. So I did fucking deadlifts at the Cancun gym. Fuck yes, bitch. Look at me. So proud of you. But then I also had a swim up pool beachfront view. So that was also great. Sliced peaches, guys. (laughs) They're in a can. And you can put them in Greek yogurt. You can eat them by themselves. (laughs) Uh, You can do it alone on your couch. It's a great activity to do alone on your couch eating canned peaches. So if anyone wants tips on that, (laughs) let me know. (laughs) Um, Do you want to tell me about a movie? I do. Um, First of all, couldn't think of a clue for this one that wasn't just telling you all the movies. So the clue this week was 100% producer Eric's idea, which was a still from the music video from Sugar Ray, I Just Want to Fly, which has been stuck in my head all fucking day to day and just making me progressively angrier. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I watched David Cronenberg's The Fly. Yay. Um, And... Boy, oh boy, is it Cronenbergian. (laughs) Boy, oh boy. So it's directed by David Cronenberg. It's written by George Langalon, Charles Edward Pogue, and David Cronenberg. Uh, So here we go. Dead or Alive. What year is it? Oh, that's right. We looked this up because I have some questions about the progressive sexiness of Jeff Goldblum that we'll be able to talk about. So Eric and I actually looked this up to go, when did his hotness begin? Because it wasn't at the beginning of this movie. Uh, Okay. (laughs) 1986. 1986. 1986. Yeah. So we'll dive into that. Don't you worry. I've got some questions because I look forward to it. Well, let's start. Let's start here. Um, I have developed a very great appreciation for how, what a stone cold Fox Jeff Goldblum is, but I feel like he was a taste I had to grow into. Mm -hmm. And I felt that it was me growing into my taste about the hotness of Jeff Goldblum. I feel he also had to grow into it. (laughs) What are your, what are your thoughts on Jeff Goldblum? Uh, I think he also had to grow into it, but it seems like society grew into it. Uh Uh-huh. As a whole. 
Yeah, that's and actually something I'd like to postmortem as well. Like, is finding Jeff Goldblum trendy now? And we're being influenced by that. Is finding Jeff Goldblum trendy? Oh, is fi- <laughs> sorry. Is finding Jeff Goldblum sexy trendy now? I think it is. So we're just being peer pressured? Yeah. I mean, he is sexy though, <clears throat> now. We'll get into it. I don't like know what Jeff Goldblum is in besides Jurassic Park. Yeah. And the fly. Like, I mean, I same, same, a little bit, same. But I um, know that I like love him in my heart. Right. I mean, I recently watched, um, he has a, sh- I think it's on Netflix, which I highly recommend. It's really charming. It's, uh, he goes and learns about different things. So it's oh, him. Like, that's host- very charming. Yeah, it's super charming. And uh, the one that I watched was he learned all about tattoos and how tattoos work. And uh, he actually went to a tattoo parlor that was giving out free Jeff Goldblum tattoos. <laughs> and he surprised all the people that lined up for these free Jeff Goldblum tattoos. And he tattooed someone's Jeff Goldblum tattoo. Love. Yeah. <laughs> I um, mean, how do you not love that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So we're going to have a lot of really, we're going to dive deep. It's kind of like Jeff Goldblum, Pedro Pascal in that way, where it's like society had to like grow into him. A yes. Little. Society, society said, are you guys seeing this daddy? And we're like, let me put my daddy Whoa, glasses on. Yes, I am. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Human sexuality is weird. <laughs> it's weird. Okay. So we oh oh we have to do dead or alive. So here we go. Seth. Alive. Ronnie. Alive. Stathis. Dead. Tawny. Dead. Ronnie reminds me of a name that you would have picked when you were playing as a young child. <laughs> Ronnie. Short for Veronica. Oh. I love a boy's name, girl's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Tawny, which What's not, that short for? It's not. It's just Tawny. No. That's too no. girly. Yeah. I know someone named Veronica. We call everyone calls her Vern. Vern? It's mm-hmm. adorable. Mm-hmm. That's one of those names that's so pardon me, Vern. This is gonna turn into a compliment. It's so ugly, it comes back around to adorable and pretty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. You know? Same yeah. with like fern. It's like it comes back around and you're like, oh my god, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't start there. Like Jeff Goldblum. All right. (laughs) Vern, Jeff Goldblum, and Pedro Pascal all have the same life story. They do. They do. Okay. So we're at a a big, giant science party. Um, Science party. Yeah. It wasn't immediately clear to me what this was. So I'm just going to tell you right off the bat. Basically, it is. It appears to be a gala for the great scientific minds of 1986, and so like everyone is a different kind of scientist, and there's going to be a lot of like 
it's almost like a Hollywood networking party, except everyone's like trying to be the smartest scientist kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, hors d'oeuvres being passed around champagne. Gina Davis is there. I love Gina Davis. She's peak Gina in this. Um, And so charming. Like, obviously, I knew Gina Davis was charming, but I kind of forgot how charming she was. So then I immediately go watch Beetlejuice. Um, Beetlejuice holds up as well. Um, So she's talking to Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum was so off-putting in this conversation that I had to turn to Eric at this minute one of the movie and say, did people find Jeff Goldblum sexy right now, right in this time period, right at this second in 1986? And he was like, I think so. And I was like, I don't buy it. I don't, I don't buy did. it. He was so, cause you know how he's very strange. His mannerisms are mm-hmm. very strange. Mm-hmm. It's very off putting. If you don't, Oh, I'm sorry. Eric has an interjection. Please, please come interject. No, he he evolves into sexy uh, partway through the movie. He's deliberately a nerdy science oh. boy in the beginning of this movie. So yeah. we, we were not on the train yet. But I think the Jeff Goldblum we fall in love with in Jurassic Park is born partway through this movie. Oh, so these were the discussions we were we were having as we as we watched this. So, yeah. <laughs> Incredibly off-putting, felt predatory, and I kind of wanted Gina to get away from him. So here we go. Gina and Jeff are flirting, and he is saying that he has a very important scientific discovery that he wants to show her in his pants. Not really. Um, And she is just sort of like, oh, yeah, what is it? We learn that she is a journalist that is there to interview different scientists at this party because she herself works for a scientific journal. So she has knowledge of science. She went to school for biology, I think we learn later, but got into scientific journalism, basically. So he says, I have a discovery that could change the world, but he doesn't want to say it here because there's too many other sciences. Science ears abound. Yes. Yeah, they're listening. That's what he says. So he said, he says, come to my house and I'll show you. Mm -hmm. Question one. Come, come to Jeff. Come to this Jeff Goldblum's house. Bitch, I'm not going to your house. Okay. Your fucking creepo, creepy science house. Okay. And how about Jean Jean? Uh, I'll say she goes. Point for you. Hold that thought. So she actually says no and walks away. Good for after, you. after saying, you don't get out much, do you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like basically being like, you don't seem to know how off-putting you are. And I was like, correct. <laughs> um, and he follows her like through the party. And he's like, you, you can tell that I don't get out much. And she's like, Yeah. he kind of runs up behind her she's like i have three more interviews to do at this party so like i can't stand here with you and he's like i think you made a mistake she's like what and he's like i think you really want to talk to me and she's like i i'm here for work 
And he says, but I'm more interesting. Question two. Mm? Did he convince you? Did he convince her to go back to his apartment? He did not convince me. Okay. He did convince her? Question mark. Double ding. She saw she saw a glimmer of hot Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> a twinkle, twinkle in his eye. <laughs> 40 years in the future. Yeah. Um, cut to her driving him in her car to his apartment, and he is uh very car sick. He's uh- super nauseous. And she makes a comment about um like oh, you can't hold your liquor. And he's like, no, I actually just like can't be in any moving vehicle. He's like, boats, planes, trains, <clears throat> automobiles, tricycles. I struggle. Seems like a tough life. Yeah. Agreed. Big walker, Jeff Goldblum in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So, no, that makes him sick too. No, I'm just kidding. He just barfs as he walks. Been there. We, we pull up to, we pull up to a quote unquote apartment building but it looks like a murder warehouse it does not <laughs> it does not look like a livable place it looks it, it truly it looks like a rundown like where three-story warehouse post chernobyl disaster <laughs> like it doesn't look good it's probably radioactive and she pulls up to it um, and he notices that her look is like, I'm going to get murdered. <laughs> and he says, it's cleaner inside. So he goes inside or they, they go inside and it's like truly a warehouse, like the big giant door that he has to kind of like pull across. And there are three like pods in his big warehouse, open floor plan, uh, living space. The pods are probably as tall as a tall man, as tall as Jeff, um, and they have like a door that you go inside, and there's three of them. He then, God, there's so many red flags. Like this movie should have been over immediately <laughs> because Gina missed so many red flags. Um, he sits down at a piano and just starts playing. And I was reminded of a bad date that our friend Kristen went on where (laughs) (laughs) she was forced to listen listen to to someone's (laughs) band CD in their car. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And it reminds me of when I went on that date and someone picked me up and Nickelback was playing. And I was like, oh, no, I've made a terrible mistake. (laughs) So. And I had. Gina says, maybe this is a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's exact. I know the feeling, Jean. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Jeff says, too late. You've already seen them. And I can't let you leave alive. Oh! What? <laughs> Question? What? Question three. What do you do? What does she do? Uh, that was too soon. Mm-hmm. Too threat of death too soon. And listen, he says it with a twinkle in his eye, with a smirk. Oh no, I I see it. But it's still too too dark too soon, buddy. 
So I don't actually know if you're kidding or telling me that you're about to. I think me. I immediately try the door. I don't have a lot of hope, but <laughs> at least if he's like sitting at the piano, I'm mm-hmm. going to be like, whoop, whoop, bye. Okay. <laughs> and what does she do? Uh, same. So sorry. She decides it's a good idea to make fun of his lifelong scientific work. <laughs> not knowing whether or not he will serial kill her about it. Yeah. Um, and she basically like keeps calling them telephone boxes. No, not telephone. Booths? Telephone booths. Thank you. Ooh. Uh, telephone booths. And he's like, I assure you they do more than that. So he goes over to a little science computer box. And I say science computer box because it's 1986. So it's like just a sort of a three foot tall gray thing with a keyboard and a, you know, Oregon Trail type screen. Mm -hmm. It's just like green numbers, basically. Yes. Yeah. And um, he says, I want to show you what it does, but I need an object that is uniquely personal to you. So, Kim, what do you offer and what does she offer? Now, remember, she is in 1986 uh, clothing with 1986 purse, 1986 accoutrement. Just reminding you about Uniquely personal to me. Mm -hmm. But also, he may also be a killer, so... Uh... I don't know. Am I wearing like a brooch or something <laughs> on my sure. shoulder padded? Sure. Jacket. You can, you, I think 1986 Kim might rock a brooch or like a hair clip. Okay. For my big hair. Okay. That's what I'm given. One of those. Right. What does she give? I just have to guess what she gives. Her purse. Point for you. No. The reason that I gave you this question was because something uniquely personal, a brooch, a hair clip. Yes. She straight up says, well, guess I better take off my stocking extremely sexily and give it to you. (laughs) Serial, probable serial killer in your warehouse apartment. (laughs) I'll tell you what. There were a lot of things I was thinking of. That didn't even make the list. <laughs> I was fucking shocked. And I had to look at Eric. So this is this is what happened. So I'm watching this where I'm like, oh, my God, red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. And Gina Davis is is very Gina Davis. You know, she's not she's got a sweetness and a politeness to her. Mm-hmm. So when she goes for her stocking, I looked at Eric and I was like, is she the dumbest fucking broad I've ever seen in my life? And he was like, no, I think she's into him. I was like, what? What are you talking about? He was like, no, I think the message that we're supposed to be getting right now is that she's attracted to him. And I was like, no information up to this point has provided me with that information. (laughs) Um, So she takes her stocking off and he puts the stocking into one pod And he goes over to the computer science box and he says, Brundle, Seth. So his name is Seth Brundle. 
And he then whispers instructions into the science computer box that so that she can't hear. And we see on the screen that it does an analysis of the stocking. Like basically it says what it's made of, what it's carbon dated, blah, 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 whatever. And then we hear a whooshing sound and the stocking is gone. The screen then says teleportation successful. And he says, go look in the other pod. And there's her stocking. Mm. Wow. And she's like, what the fuck? Is this a hologram? And he's like, no. And he takes it out and shows it to her. And he's like, this is your stocking. And she goes, I don't get it. And he goes, you get it all right. You just can't handle it. And I was like, Jeff. (laughs) Jeff. She does get it. Jeff, I'm not ready. I'm not I'm ready, ready for this. I, Kim's ready. Are off. I was not ready. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't gotten there yet. So I get it. I can take it. <laughs> Kim is taking both stockings off now. Um, so she then gets like really excited and she pulls out a tape recorder. Also, I just realized that yes. the stockings she took off were two separate legged stockings. It wasn't an entire pantyhose situation because that's what I was picturing. I yeah. It's it was uh the very sexy, you know, thigh high mm. stocking. So she takes her tape recorder out and puts it in her pocket and she starts, you know, asking questions, being like, how did you keep this quiet? How did you make this? And basically what we learn is that he he's not the genius. He's like the architect. So basically what he does is he knows what he needs and he farms it out and says, make me this piece, make me this piece, make me this piece. And then he puts it together. And she says, but is this is your science company funding it? Like, how are they funding this very expensive project without anybody knowing what it is that you're doing? And he says, because uh, they leave me alone because I'm very inexpensive and they know that whatever I make successfully, they'll own all the rights to. So, like, they're kind of happy to just leave me to do my weird little sciences, knowing that, you know, they'll own whatever ends up working. And her tape then beeps, like, kind of being like, you're out of tape. It doesn't say that. It just beeps um and she pulls it out and she's like hold on let me switch my tapes and he's like whoa 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 you're a journalist and she's like yeah dude i yeah like what did you like i guess i didn't explicitly say it but i said i was like interviewing people at your science party and he's like no 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 like you can't do a story on this and she's like fuck you dude like i work for particle magazine they sent me to get a story here's the fucking story she leaves and he's like oh what about your stalking and she's like keep it for good luck so she leaves and he lets her goodbye cut to gina did he just think she was like another science test Yes. He doesn't get out much, Kim. I don't know why I said it that way. But. <laughs> Did he think she was another science? <laughs> uh, yeah, he just like wasn't paying attention, basically. Okay. And he's just awkward and whatever. So 
Gina's playing the tape for her boss. And her boss is, I just watched this recently, so I don't know if you'll remember, but you know the movie uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there's her boss, Rose. I'm right on top of that, mm-hmm. Rose. And then there is the guy that she's dating that is like trying to put the moves on Christina. And Christina ends up being like, hey, that guy's a piece of shit, by the way. The guy that Rose like, is dating. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's him. Okay. Uh, I only say this because he just, I'm sure that the person is very nice. The actor is very nice. But man, is he fucking smarmy. So as soon as he's on screen, I'm like, smarm, smarmy guy. Got it. He starts saying, put a pin in that. He starts saying, none of this is real. I've seen this at like a nightclub routine. This is bullshit. He's a con man. You got conned. And he's like, and by the way, are we having lunch? And she's like, no. And also, I didn't get conned. Like, you weren't there. You didn't see it. He then gets a phone call from his secretary. We learn that Seth Brundle has shown up at Stathis's office. Stathis is smarmy guy, and it's her editor. His name is Stathis Boran. And I was like, are you in Game of Thrones? Isn't that <laughs> It does name? sound like a Game of Thrones name. <laughs> yeah. Stathis Boran. Oh. So Jeff, what happened? My screensaver just went on. Oh, excuse me. I, I'm so sorry to have bored you. Oh, wow. Jeez. Your computer's just like yawn. <laughs> so weird. That's never happened before. Wow. Okay. I guess I better step up my game. Keep your computer engaged. So... He ends up, Stathis is like, I'll leave you two alone to talk or whatever. So he leaves him alone. And then he's like, by the way, if you're going to make anything disappear during this visit, I have an assistant editor who's really outlived his usefulness. (laughs) (laughs) So he leaves. Jeff is, Jeff Seth, Seth Jeff is very happy that Stathis didn't believe her. Um, you know, he's mm, Yeah, because he glad. doesn't want it published. Yeah. Yeah. And she's still not convinced that she's not going to run a story on him. And he says, okay, okay. But I just have one word for you. And he says, cheeseburger. And I was like, okay. Yum. Yum, but also, Okay. So cut to them at a restaurant eating cheeseburgers. And he's trying to convince her again, like not to do a story. And he's like, listen, I've been alone too long. I get too excited and I just want to talk about my toys, but I just need to shut up. So please don't (laughs) run a story. And he's like, if it gets out, it'll kill me. Basically, he's like, because it's not ready. So it's, Mm. it's. It's going to it'll make me a laughing stock because it can't do what I want it to do yet. He's like, basically, there's something important missing because it can only do the teleportation with inanimate objects. And he's like, anything that is alive-ish, it doesn't work. So he convinced he says to her, 
he tries to convince her not to run a story in Particle Magazine by saying, I'll give you the exclusive rights to a book where you can observe me and write about, write a whole fucking book about it. Question five. What do you do? What does she do? Um, well, sure. Let's write a book hand in hand. Point for her. We'll have to find out why you didn't get a point later on. So she heads back to her apartment and she walks in and she hears a sound like someone is there. So she goes walking through her apartment and she walks into her bathroom and someone is taking a shower. She pulls back the shower curtain and says, what are you doing in my shower? It's Stathis just taking a shower What? in her apartment. Her boss? And he says, I was in the neighborhood, just felt kind of scummy. And I was like, you didn't just feel it, friend. You are it. <laughs> Ew. So she flushes the toilet and he's like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and she says, I should have changed the locks. So did and they used to date or something or bone? Yes. And he, so she says, I should have changed the locks. And he says, I knew you wouldn't because unconsciously you still want me to come back. And she says, no, it's because consciously I'm lazy and disorganized. <laughs> and he says, oh, okay, right. He says to her, I did a bunch of research on Seth Jeff. I'll explain this to you now. I had to figure it out later. Because he is the editor for a science journal, he's got a lot of access to information that like the general public wouldn't have. He's got a lot of access mm -hmm. to doctors, other scientists, information, records, all that kind of stuff. So that's how he was able to like do some preliminary research on Seth Jeff when Seth Jeff, Jeff has already kind of told us that like he's kind of off the grid, like people don't really know what he's doing. Mm -hmm. So she actually says, she's like, oh, actually... I've decided to drop that story. Like it's, you know, he's not for, far enough along and blah, blah, blah. And she just kind of like shoes Stathis Baratheon out or whatever his name is. And he says, so do you want me to move back in? No. And she's like, no, <laughs> I don't. And she says, in fact, give me the key back. And he fucking laughs at her and says, <laughs> I'll keep the key. And I was like, why are you not Ew. punching him in the face? Like literally her level of frustration with him did not go beyond an eye roll. And I was like, this is very gross and predatory. So now we're back at Seth's lab and Gina is filming him now. So she's making sure everything is on tape. And he says, we have to try it with a carbon-based organic life form. And then here comes a baboon. So I left. He puts the baboon in the thing. It teleports 
And all I'll say is it comes back inside out, still alive. Ah! Like Skella Frank, kind of? Worse than that, because, like, it wasn't, I mean, I it, I just saw a glimpse of it. It wasn't put together. It was inside out, but, like, hastily packed. It was mm. not an organized put back together like Skella Frank. It was gross and sad and bad and still alive. And I hated it. So cut to after this has happened and she's interviewing him on camera and he's clearly like very upset and frustrated. And she's like, come on, Seth, you have to like say what you're thinking like for this to work. And he's like, fuck is what I'm thinking. But he says it in like the weirdest fucking Jeff Goldblum way. And I was just like, bro, it's too much. You're not Jeff Goldblum yet. You're just Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) You're not Jeff Goldblum. So just calm down. (laughs) Um, So inside out. And he says, the machine can't handle the flesh. And he says, which is my fault. The computer only knows what you tell it. I must not know enough about the flesh. Uh-oh. I don't want to talk about it now. <laughs> he says, turn it off. So she turns the camera off. Question six. What do you do? What does Gina do? Bow, chicka, bow, wah. <laughs> um, she turns it off? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think she... I think she. <laughs> what did he say? He 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 tells her he he's like turn it off. I don't want to talk anymore. Like he's he's pretty pissed at himself. I'm gonna be like, why don't we have a drink? And okay. she's gonna be like, <sighs> I think she's gonna. I don't know. Be sexy. Be like, I can tell you about the flesh or something. That okay. That's one and a half points. Half point for you, full point for her. She goes ah! she goes full chick chicka bow wow. Bounce wow. Bow. First okay, so we cut to her still there. You got a half a point because like I appreciate that you didn't go full bounce a bow wow, but like you also didn't keep it fully professional by like having a drink with him, which we'll see how that would play out later. So he's laying on his professional. I was trying to help my subject. Fair, fair. Loosen up. That's why you got half a point, half a point. So he's distraught, laying on his bed, question mark. Just kidding. He's a grown fucking man who lives alone and sleeps on a pullout couch. Red flag number 512. (laughs) Gina, Gina. So she looks at him and she's like, don't you ever change your clothes? And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I change my clothes every day. And he points to his closet and she goes, he's got five sets of the same suit Mm -hmm. across the board. Five ties of the same color, five shirts, five shoes. And he just rotates them. He's the original... uh Apple uh, guy. App, uh, what the fuck's that? Steve fuck's Jobs. Name? Thank you, Steve Jobs. Do you Jobs. think Steve Jobs was inspired by the fly Jobs. in 1986 and was like, I'm going to wear only the same Honestly, shirt every day? 
Guess how much I wouldn't put that past him. <laughs> like, maybe he kind of actually was. I'm going to postmortem it. Yeah, you should. So, oh, I guess I will be. I should. So, she says, do you want to make, oh, what did, oh, she says, I brought some steaks over. Do you want to make steaks? And he says, or we could go out. And she makes fun of him for, like, taking her to, like, the cheesy cheeseburger diner that they went to. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, not if you take me to the place, I'm going to take him and uh-huh, whatever the fuck. And then she just straight up climbs on the bed and on top of him and says, you're cute. She's a lady who knows what she wants. She knows what she wants, and she wants Jeff Goldblum. She wants... She wants lowercase Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> lowercase Jeff Goldblum. Imagine if she had met uppercase Jeff Goldblum. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so... She wants GF <laughs> Goldblum. <laughs> yeah. So Golden she, Blumberg. Yep, you got it. So she says, you're cute. He says, I am, and she kisses him. They bone now wow so fast postpone postpone jeff goldblum is that i'm starting to see it i'm starting to pick up what he's putting down <laughs> i'm a little bit of that glow i'm starting to pick up what he's putting down so i was like oh okay all right i see i see it i see it he rolls over and uh he gets something like he's like ow 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 something is stuck in his back. So she has him roll over and there's basically like a microchip that he rolled onto and it like made three little incisions in his back. And she's like, let me get the disinfectant. And she's like, but first I want to eat you up. And she like starts kissing him. And this is where Eric was like, I think they might've been dating at this time or started dating at this time. Yeah. Because there's, See, their post-coitus felt very familiar, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, these two people have had each other inside each other because oh. it just felt like that. Like, the way that he sort of, like, quietly, the way Jeff, like, sort of quietly calls her babe. I was like, you guys call it, you guys call it, <laughs> you guys for sure call each other babe. And she says, I just want to eat you. And then it takes a turn. I'm into it. So I'm like bouncing a bow wow. I'm ready to bow wow. And then she says, it's why old ladies pinch babies' cheeks. The flesh. It makes you crazy. And I said, <laughs> listen, I hear I'm picking up what you're p- putting down, Gina, Gina Davis. Let's not bring Babies and grandmas Babies into or it. Or grandmas into our sex talk. Yeah, like I feel like there was a way to talk about devouring the flesh and the desire to do it where we could have just omitted infants and grandmamas <laughs> yes. from the metaphor. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I do. <laughs> we could have done it without they that. They don't go in my sex talk. No, they box. don't go in my sex talk box either. Um, so this gives Jeff idea face when she talks about wanting how grandmas want to eat baby flesh (laughs) (laughs) and he says do you want to try an experiment 
cut to him cutting a steak in half. And he teleports one half of the steak. He puts one half in the pod. A steak in the machine comes out on the other side. He then cooks both halves of the steak. Poorly. Listen, I know I don't eat meat now, but I did at one point. And I can tell you what a poorly cooked steak looks like. He has never cooked a steak for another human person in his life. And she calls him out on it because he says, eat some of this non-teleported steak. And he says, how is it? And she says, it, it's a steak. It could use some finesse, but it's a, it's, it's a steak. And then he says, okay, now eat the other side. Take a bite of the other side. And she's like, no fucking way, bro. Like a monkey came back inside out like i'm not gonna eat this and he basically makes her red flag number 513 and she spits it out immediately she's like it tastes synthetic like it doesn't taste right Mm -hmm. and he says i knew it the machine is giving us its interpretation of a steak. It's rethinking the steak rather than reproducing the steak. And he says, something is getting lost in the translation. And Gina says, me, I'm lost. <laughs> and he says, the computer isn't being made crazy by the flesh. Uh, he says, I haven't taught the computer to be driven crazy by and then looks her up and down. And I was like, there it is. There's, <laughs> there's, there's Jeff Goldblum, capital letters. I, I saw it quick flash. And he goes right over to the computer science box and starts typing. She finishes the steak that was not teleported and leaves. So she goes back to, cause he's engrossed, like he's d- doing it. So she goes back to her car and we see that smarmy Stathis Baratheon, followed her there and there's ominous music so like the movie is telling me that he is a smarmy smarmy man by action and by music so we get to a clothing store and gina is there a men's clothing store and she appears to be purchasing a very expensive leather jacket for her new boyfriend i guess of jeff gold Goldblum, I believe, um, after one day. And uh, Stathis is super jealous. He comes in and looks utterly crazed, like fully crazy-eyed. And he's like, oh, he would look great in this! And just, like, makes a big fucking scene at this men's clothing store. And she's just like, Stathis, I'm finally onto something big. And he says, what, his cock? And like, screams it. And she's just like, I'll spend the night wherever the fuck I want. And she buys the leather jacket and leaves. But I was also like, Stathis is unhinged. Like, he's a, you should change the locks to your apartment. Like, this is not, he's not like annoying. He is predatory. This is creepy. So cut back to Seth Jeff. And there's a second baboon. I was like, I I had a lot of issues with these baboons. First of all, I didn't know much about baboons. They're adorable, by the way. And he hugs the baboon. So this is where I was like, 
I'm furious now because at first I was like, I thought he just was a science person who was able to like separate, you know, I'm not okay with it, but like he's able to like decompartmentalize to test on animals, whatever. But now I see that he like loves the baboon and is like hugging it and it's his pet. And I was like very upset by that even more so. So he's with the baboon and Gina comes back in and he's got champagne and he's like, Let's celebrate. I never have to get car sick ever again. He's like, I put the baboon through and the baboon was okay this time. So I figured it the fuck out. And she's like, oh my gosh, like, why didn't you wait for me? And he's like, I taped it. So she's like, oh, great. You know, and she's like, we have to celebrate, which celebrate. And she's like, okay, so like, what's next? And he says, well, we have to send the baboon out for tests to make sure that, like, the baboon is actually okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's like, well, how long could that take? And he says it could be weeks. And she says, well, then let's take a holiday. And he kind of like, Uh, okay. I I mean, we are moving quickly. And uh, he's like, a holiday? And he's like, is this turning into a romance? And she was like, I think it is. And I was like, bitch, she bought you a leather jacket. If that is not a romance, I don't know what is. So they're taking a holiday together in his leather jacket. And then the creepiest thing to happen up to this point, they share a romantic, passionate kiss with their eyes wide open. Open? (laughs) Gross. And I was like, what the fuck is happening, David Cronenberg? You are truly the king of body horror. Close your fucking eyes. <laughs> um, Wasn't there like a bachelor or somebody that yes. kept their eyes open all the yes. time when they kissed? I yes. It. It, yeah. It's everybody. A, if you keep your eyes open when you kiss, we have some questions for you. I would like to know why you do that. And what it is that you get out of that experience. I don't want to judge. What are you looking at? What are you looking at? Truly. (laughs) Like, I can't focus my eyes that close. So, like, what is it that you're seeing? I'm going to try kissing. Let's try kissing our respectives with our eyes open and record. Okay. Let's do a scientific experiment. Okay. I'll add it to our postmortem. Okay, great. (laughs) So, (laughs) so... Uh, they move on. He's like, I'm hungry. Let's order some Chinese food. So he goes to yeah, order some Chinese I food. Some Chinese Ooh, food. No, I want some Chinese food. So he goes to order Chinese food. And he says, oh, you had something delivered. And I was like. She did? Yes. I was like, To what? his house? Yes. I was like, what is the time frame here? Is Has it been one day or one year? I do not know. I think it's only been Things a couple days. Things move quick in the 80s. Things move really quick. So it's this giant envelope. So she goes over to it and Stathis Baratheon has sent her something. And what it is, is a mock-up of the cover of Particle Magazine with Jeff Goldblum on the front of it. Basically being like, fuck you. I'm going to write the story on him. And oh, here's the cover. shit. Question seven. 
What do you do? What does she do right now? I got to go shoot Robert Baratheon. <laughs> I got to go. Sh- Kim's just going to go shoot him. <laughs> She's going to go shoot Robert Baratheon right now. Okay. Got it. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> oh, already said it. Uh, hand in hand, we're going to call <laughs> Robert Baratheon and be like, you can't. Or she's going to go to the office. Okay. And I'm going to... What the fuck am I going to do? I'm going to... I'm going to call him, but I'm going to threaten him with something that I know about him. That's going to ruin him. If he doesn't take the story down. Double ding. You'll learn... You'll learn why you got your double ding soon. So... She doesn't tell him what's up. She just says, I have to go. She says, I have residue of another life that I need to scrape off my shoe and get rid of once and for all. Um, So he doesn't know what was in the envelope, but obviously knows that it's like from the desk of Stannis Baratheon at Particle Magazine. Mm -hmm. So he, he knows that much. Cut to... Her at Stannis Baratheon's office, and she's like, it's not your fucking story. She's like, and he says, I'm your editor. Your discovery is my discovery. And she's like, you called him a fucking con man yesterday, I think, (laughs) or a year ago. (laughs) (laughs) And... She basically wins really easily. Like, he's kind of like, okay, I won't do it. Um, and he says, will you just keep me informed as a friend and a professional? And he says, I just, I just don't want you to disappear from my life. And I was like, okay, I'm seeing some human characteristics from Stannis Baratheon. Great. And then he says, just sex. And she says, what? And he says, maybe we can just have stress relieving sex. And I was like, nope. Nope, nope, spoke too soon. No, 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 creepo, creepazoid, creepy creep. And she says, you're disgusting as always. But again, I'm like, this is more of an emergency with Stannis Baratheon. Like, I, I'm, you seem too chill about it, Gina Davis. Not in the 80s. Not in the 80s. Not in the 80s. Stannis Baratheon was a Prince Charming. So now we cut to Jeff. And he's drinking about it because he's making the connection. So he's drinking with his baboon friend and he's talking to him and he's putting it together. He's like, Oh my gosh, they used to fuck. Like, he's like, I'm a scientist. I scienced what their relationship was. She didn't have to tell me they're probably fucking right now. You know, he's, he's just, talking it out and drinking it out with his baboon friend and he's getting a little <laughs> getting a little aggro about it and then he has the cojones the absolute gall to say to this poor grieving baboon I didn't mean to kill your brother and I was like right but you also like didn't mean to not kill his brother and how dare you bring that up right now And he says, nothing I'd ask you to do that I wouldn't do myself. And I was like, so why the fuck didn't you do it yourself then, you piece of shit? Um, 
He continues to get drunk and the baboon is just sitting on a chair listening to him like swatting a fly away like he's watching a fly and like swatting it away. And Jeff says, I don't need Tess to tell me you're okay. Question eight. What do you do? What does he do? He gets in the machine. I give a big hug to my baboon friend and say, I don't need a test. I love you. We love each other. I know you, my friend. That was 1,000 dings for (laughs) hugging the baboon. So he gets into the machine, but he's drunk. So his... Um, science receptors are inhibited. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he doesn't notice that what? The fly flies in. With him. So we got two two carbon-based organic entities in the Uh pod. Okay? See what I'm... You see where we're going? I see where we're going. Yeah. It's not good. So the pod opens... He's he's potted. He teleported. He did it. He comes out and he is all capital letters. Jeff Goldblum, all capital letters. Oh, really? Every single letter of his name is capital. He did a little serif. Steve Urkel to uh, to Stefan Stefan yes (laughs) Stefan Urkel yes (laughs) from one part to the other he fully Stefan Urkeled a thousand a thousand percent to the point where I'm like that was those episodes were those episodes of Family Matters uh, inspired by the Fly (laughs) were Jeff were Steve Jobs and Family Matters both inspired by the Fly. I think so. I yeah. think we figured it out. Um, so he gets out and he's just very tan and very uh, listening and very tall. And uh, oh. his muscles are just a little bit more defined than I initially observed. I'm just doing science. I was just We're doing... We're just science scientists. I'm just a scientist here. So... The baboon is also into it and jumps up and hugs him. And baboons look really fluffy and sweet. I want to show you some baboons in our postmortem. I just don't know if you knew a lot about baboons. They're really, really cool looking. So, um, And then I just wrote, well, Jeff looks very virile. He looked very virile. Very uh, <clears throat> masculine, if you will. Uh, sexual. Why am I now doing a Jeff Goldblum impersonation as I talk about him? Ronnie's back. She comes back. He is passed out on his pull-out couch, which suddenly feels like a little bit less of a red flag. (laughs) (laughs) And he tells her. Now we see. (laughs) We just see so easily. I know. How to get Ketrin, how to get in Ketrin's pants. I know. It's 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 a I mean, thank God I'm married, is all I have to say. Or I'd be fucking flies left and right. Um so he tells her, I did it. And she's understandably pissed. She's like, you could have fucking killed yourself. And he's still a little bit drunk, 
Um, but he just flat out says, are you sleeping with Stannis Baratheon? And she's like, what? genuinely confused because like again he didn't have any information he just deduced this with Mm -hmm. his science and so she's like why did you ask me that and he's like I got really jealous and she's like okay yeah we used to be in a relationship but we're not anymore and she's clearly very into him and he says is he still in love with you and she's like how could he not be and I was like you are pretty cute and he says but I taped it for you She's like, you did? And then they kiss. And they don't close their fucking eyes again. (laughs) Just close your eyes. And as they're kissing, so he doesn't have a shirt on. And she has her hands, like, around his back. And we see that there are these black hairs growing out of the wound from the microchip on his back back yeah so cut to them both asleep on the pull-out couch and jeff is asleep and we hear a fly buzzing around and he catches it in his hand while asleep now i don't know if you know about sleep but your eyes are closed during it and unlike when you're kissing and uh, <laughs> and he wakes up and, like, opens his hand and lets the fly go. So, like, he didn't even squish it. He just, like, caught it and was like, holy shit. Gina wakes up. Jeff is all sweaty. And he's sitting on a chair in his warehouse. And he does, like, a, like, he pushes himself up very easily on the arms of the chair and like sticks his leg out legs out like he's a gymnast and then like does a very like athletic headstand on the chair Uh, and Gina uh and Gina I'll get to that in a second Gina's just awake and observing no words she's just watching he then goes over and is being a gymnast on a bunch of bars like I'm talking flipping over the bar like pulling himself up and walking on the ceiling and just flippity floopity flippity flop and then like lands and Gina just smiles neither of them say anything and at this point I looked at Eric and I said she knows nothing she does not know that a fly flew in there and is fucking with his DNA And that's why he's able to do strong fly things. She is just absolutely along for the ride. And I was just like, this is cool. But to not see this as a huge emergency was so strange to me. But she doesn't need to know that a a fly is happening. She could, they they could be like, oh, look, you, you, not only did you, what's the word? Move from one place to another. Mm -hmm. What's that word? Teleport. Teleport, but it improved you. I guess what I'm saying it. Not only did it not turn you inside out, you stayed right side in and got better. Okay. Here's the the science assumption. Here here's let me let me explain it a different way because I hear you and you're correct. Her reaction was that of imagine you just boned a guy, okay? And you wake up. 
and he's sitting in a chair strumming a guitar. And you might go, oh, cool. This guy just fucked, plays guitar. Neat. You might not need to say anything. You might just sit there and listen to him play guitar. Cool. Awesome. That's the level of excitement that she has. Excitement, fear, curiosity that she has seeing him be an Olympic level gymnast without ever exhibiting any signs of athleticism up to that point. You just you just described the same situation to me. <laughs> Kim's like, that's how I feel whenever I see someone play guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay. Well, she she's she's just as guys, it's hard to impress Kim. I actually just realized that. Kim's not <laughs> easily impressed so this actually checks out this actually checks out this is this is neat yeah i didn't know you did flips we've only known each other two days yeah in the two years that we've known each other i see yeah we've only known each other for two days in the two years we've known each other yeah i um i i see where the metaphor metaphor fell apart because it was kim that i was talking to (laughs) just it just takes a lot she doesn't just give it up for free you gotta you gotta be really <laughs> impressive <laughs> to impress Kim <laughs> you know I didn't know that about myself but I check you're out. not wrong I think yeah. it does check out it's not yeah. something I've ever thought of about myself yeah it's it's a tough one. I guess you're right. and she and she don't fake it she's <laughs> that I don't do <laughs> she's there's not gonna be any sort of polite over exaggerated response just to sort of make Mm -hmm. someone feel more comfortable in their skin after having exhibited a talent if Mm -hmm. she's not impressed you'll know it (laughs) (laughs) but yes you could always trust when i say that's great it's true good job i love it when i when i have a lot of feelings you can always trust it that i'm not a bullshitter yeah. No, it's true. I, I look forward to the day where I get to hear her say that about something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I can't it's, wait. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting. It's uh don't worry, I'll get a good year blimp and fly it across the country for all of the families <laughs> to see. <laughs> um where was I? Okay. So he's being a gymnast and Kim is not impressed. Cut to the next day, and they're just walking around at a street market, and he buys her a necklace. And they're then at a coffee shop, and he is putting all of the sugar into his coffee. Hmm. All of it. All the sugar in the world, spooning one by one into his coffee. He is also being very... uh manic he is understandably excited that he teleported and is now very hot and strong yeah i would think so super excited but he's just a lot right now and gina is very much like steam you can tell she's steamrolled in this conversation and at one point stops him and is like do you normally take coffee with your sugar And he just is like, what? And just keeps going. Mm -hmm. He then is like, you know what? I think I will have a cannoli. And he's like, waiter. And then he keeps talking. And then he's like, cannoli, waiter. And like bangs on the table. And Gina is just like, 
Jeff, like what the, like calm down. Not the GF that I know and love. Yeah. Like she's not, she's not into it. She's a little into it though, because then we cut to them fucking on the cat. She's like, you're a bit more of a dick now, but your soup's hot. But I'm, yeah, but your soup's hot. Yeah. So they're fucking on the couch and she's like, stop. I have to stop. And he's still like, listen, I get it. By this point, I'm fully on board. <laughs> uh, fully on board. And uh, she's like, we've been going at it for hours. Oh, no. Hours. And I was like, oh, God, that's no. so not no, good. You. Yeah, no, thank you. And now his face is starting to look, how do I describe it? Still super hot. But there's like a, like a, a ruddiness to his skin. Just he looks a little bit more weathered, I would say. Mm -hmm. And he is like still breathing in that way. That's like, I want to devour you. You know, like a grandma wants to devour, devour sexy babies. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And he like is holding her and like, won't like let her go, but it's like very hot. And I was like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) And, but she finally like lets her go, takes a deep breath. And she's like, what are these hairs? Like she touches the hairs that are coming out of his little wound. And she's like, these are like very, very coarse and they're growing out of a wound. I'm no scientist, but this feels weird. Can't be good. Question nine. What do you do? What does she do? Mm, I'm going to tell him to see a doctor. Okay. I'm going to take him to the doctor. She's going to either be like, okay, moving on, or maybe they, like, tweeze one out and then science it, look at it. What are you doing? Taking him to a doctor. Point for her. We'll find out. Some other things have changed with good old Jeff here. So... I wrote how virile he was again. I really like that word for him in this movie, virile. It was... I don't think I like that word. It felt right in this instance. What do you... What is your... Who... Why? Why do you not like the word? Feels yucky. Cool. Feels yucky, not sexy. Okay. Well, agree to disagree. (laughs) Uh, So he finally, like, kind of has, like, the sex trance broken. Like, she she finally gets him to, like, take a Mm -hmm, breath, mm -hmm. buddy. And he gets up, grabs a tub of ice cream from the freezer and just starts eating the ice cream. Mm -hmm. While he's doing that, she actually takes scissors and cuts the hairs off. So tweeze them out whatever they don't science them right there but i gave you a full point anyway so she's like these are like really really coarse this is very weird he then gets super manic again and he's like i want you to go through it too right now question 10 what do you do what does she do i'm not going through it okay i i don't 
I don't think Gina is either. Good. She ain't no fool. Well, she's a little. So he's like, we would be the basically. So he he doesn't know that the the fly was in there, right? So he's not putting together like that. He's exhibiting fly characteristics. Nor would maybe like the average person. Like I didn't know that flies were super strong, but I guess they are. I didn't know they um, like to bang for hours and hours. I'm gonna be doing. A big postmortem on flies. You better <laughs> believe it. Uh, you better believe it. So basically what he believes is he went through and the machine purified him. Like the machine mm-hmm. brought about his full potential, which his virality, his virality and his and his glowiness and his sexual prowess. Um, and for all intents and purposes, like that checks out based on like what he's exhibiting yeah i didn't know flies were so sexy flies are extremely sexy and sexual we're learning sexy and sexual and virile Um, and virile uh we won't be able to use that term immediately following the telling of this movie but for now i'm going to use virility and virile ad nauseum um so he gets pissed. She's like, I'm not going the fuck through. And he says, you're a fucking drag. You know that? <gasps> Jeff. Yeah. Jeff on. Rude. <laughs> and she says, almost with tears in her eyes, she's like, something went wrong when you went through. Mm. So what she's putting together is like, he's not sweet. Se- yeah. Anymore. Mm-hmm. He's really pushy. He fucks for too long. He does flippity flops. Like he's just, he's a lot. He's really manic. He's rude to waiters, um, which I also didn't know about flies that they were Mm-mm. rude to service industry people. Um, it's surprising. Yeah. A lot to learn. I thought they were better than that. Yeah. So he starts putting his clothes on and he's like, if you're too chicken shit to be a part of the dynamic duo. (gasps) Yeah. I'll find someone who can keep up with me. And he's like, I thought that you taught me about the flesh, but you only taught me about society's limited view of the flesh. And then he just starts talking like about uh, diving into the deep penetrating plasma pool of whatever like just going off about how magical he is now or whatever the fuck and he has to go find a magical person to go through the pods with him and he leaves he leaves his own apartment cut to him walking down the street eating a ton of candy very manically and he walks of sweet things but i guess that makes sense i yeah I guess I do that. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know that they had a preference. I thought they just. Liked, yeah. Like all know. things food yeah. related. Yeah. Like I would. Assu- yeah. We'll learn. So he walks into a bar, a fly walks into a bar and there is a girl named Tawny sitting up against the bar 
and there are two dudes arm wrestling in front of her and she's watching them arm wrestle and he jeff walks up to her and he's like who are you with and she's like i like marky tonight and she like references one of the guys doing an arm wrestle and he's like well i like you tonight so maybe i should get involved in this Basically saying, like, whoever wins the mm. arm wrestle yep. gets to take her home. So he says to the guys, if I win, I get to take the girl home. To which Tawny says, do I look like a hooker to you? And I was like, <laughs> way to go, Tauntaun. Um, But she's immediately taken in by the virility of Jeff Goldblum. Sure. Uh, and he gets into an arm wrestling bet. With Marky. And Marky's very strong. But we start to notice that, like, where... Where Jeff is squeezing Marky's hand, there is an ooze coming out of his fingers, as if one was pressing very hard on the pussy pimple of something yeah but Mm -hmm. it's coming out of his fingertips and then he is you know marky's really fighting it really fighting it and then snap marky's bone pops out of his arm and it is snapped in half oh shit and jeff just puts his hands up in the air grabs tawny who's just like stunned and like holding his hand and just like runs out while marky is his arm is in <laughs> half. It is not connected Shit. anymore. And he leaves. So you're Tawny. You have just been led out by the hand by a very sexy, virile, terrifying man who just <laughs> broke Marky's arm in half. What do you do? What does she do? Uh, I'm going to be like... <laughs> <laughs> Your voice just sounded funny. I'm gonna be like, I know I can't, I can't hear myself with these new headphones, and I don't understand what I sound like. You sound great. Weird. You sound out. like Kim Burns. I sound like a different person inside my head now, though. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be like, oh wait, before we go, I have to use the ladies' room. Got a tinkle. Okay. Before we party, okay, we run back inside and get help, okay, from everyone, okay. And what does she do? I think she's gonna be downtown for down to clown fly sex times. Yeah, she doesn't get right to it, she's like basically like. I'm not done tying it on, so can we go to a few more bars first? Like, basically, she just wants to get a little bit more drunk. Mm-hmm. And she also says, and also, we can't go back to my place because I live with my mom. <laughs> um, and then she says, are you a bodybuilder or something? And I'm like, bitch, he just snapped a man's arm in half. Like, he didn't, like, win the little hammer thing at a carnival. He snapped a man's arm in half. But Tawny's into it. You know what? And I don't know kink shame. She likes a strong man. Yeah. And he says, yeah, I'm a bodybuilder. I build bodies. I take them apart and then put them back together again. 
Boo. <laughs> Boo is right. <laughs> Boo. Um, cut to the morning, and they're mm-hmm. just getting back to his warehouse. Oh, shit. And he looks worse. He looks ruddy. He looks too sweaty now. It's, it's Something's off. But she's very drunk. She's too drunk. And there's no elevator to get up to apparently the 64th floor of this three-story <laughs> building. What? I don't know what. what? It's, there's so many steps. Um, and so he just picks her up and runs oh. her up the stairs. Yeah. I like was, a man who can pick me up and throw me around. He picked her up and carried her up 64 flights of this three-story building. Cut to... Tauntaun, sitting in a chair, one leg over the arm, jean jacket, no bra, only underoos, mm-hmm. and some sexy high-heeled pumps from the 80s, just looking real Tauntaun. And she's just sitting there in a chair in front of a pod, and she's lit up by, like, the light of the pod. And out comes Jeff Goldblum, who motherfucking potted again you to show her again you teleported again and she's like are you some sort of magician and he's like yes and then they start boning question mark question mark question mark because i so jeff is naked again tawny's in her sexy armchair and he I had to ask Eric. I was like, what is he doing? Is he smothering her? And he was like, no, they're having <laughs> sexual intercourse. And I was like, "It the positioning of it, like it looked like he was, I, if, if not smothering her, then having penetrative sex with her sternum. <laughs> like it just wasn't lined up right at all. And so that's why I was like, what? are they doing and eric was like is he smothering her (laughs) eric was like innocent question no (laughs) um it didn't look right it didn't it just looked like he wasn't putting it in the right place so i was like do flies put it somewhere else like i just i didn't know (laughs) but they were just having sex i guess (laughs) so next morning jeff is Well, it's still morning. I guess it's post having boned is what it is. And he's sitting on the edge of the pullout couch. And he's like, he just looks like he like hurts, like his skin hurts. And and also is very annoyed by Tawny now. Like he's just like, I'm suddenly aware of how irritating you are. And he's like, do you want to go through? Do you want to go through the machine now? And she's uh, she's like, what do you mean? Question 12. What do you do? What does she do? I'm going to go home to my mom. I got to take her Mommy. to work. <laughs> okay. She's got an appointment that I got to take her to. Okay. What is Tom? I think do? she's going to give it a try. Point for you. Tauntaun is a little smarter than we thought. But she I want does some, do something. I want someone else to go in it. So <laughs> <laughs> I want someone else right, to see go what happens. in it. <laughs> <laughs> So she does do something really weird, though. Tell me what I'm missing. She says no, and she's touching his head, and he's kind of, like, flinching away from it. And then she says, instead, how about a nice alcohol rub? 
and she takes what appears to be a glass of clear alcohol, pours it into her hands and goes to touch his head with it. And I was like, is an alcohol rub a thing? Is that like a hangover thing? Yeah, like what are you talking about an alcohol rub? And she says it in a way that suggests not only does Tawny know what an alcohol rub is, but Jeff is supposed to know what one is. David Cronenberg knows what one is. The writers know what one is. I appear to be the only one who doesn't know what an alcohol rub is I by mean, the way that it is said. We were teeny tiny sexy babies when this was made. That's true. So, That's true. Maybe it's before our time. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I look forward rubs. to you postmorteming it and us finding mm. out. Join our I mean, Patreon. Yeah. I. This well, is going to be. Learn. We're going to need a postmortem just for Stacked the fly. postmortem. Yeah. So he slaps it away as if the alcohol hurts him and she tries to massage him and he's like like don't (laughs) do it Al and he's like come on go through the machine and she's like I'm afraid cut to the voice of Gina Davis saying be afraid be very afraid so she's come into the apartment and (gasps) Tawny says who is this and Jeff says, I live with my mommy, too. <laughs> Which I get why he's confused, because Gina talked about grandma's eating sexy babies. She's his mommy. I, I think it's, I think she just made it confusing for him. So he's like, I live with my mommy. Tawny is like, goodbye. So she grabs her clothes, does not put them on. She leaves the apartment naked. And is like, goodbye. Jeff is now being a real turd Ferguson. And he's like, jealous. And Gina's like, no, you look and smell very bad. And and he says, not, never been much of a bather. Red flag, 514. You're gross, Jeff Goldblum. This, you are not a catch in this movie. She then says, I took the hairs to an overnight lab. And he's like, the hairs, hairs, the hairs. Oh, oh, yes. That's awfully strange of you. And she's like, okay, cool. But like, they're insect hairs. And Jeff's like, you're jealous. And she's like, no, dude, I'm not jealous of growing insect hairs out of a wound in my back and being smelly and gross and bad. I'm not jealous. And she's like, you're really sick, Seth. Like something is wrong. And he goes over to the wall and starts punching the wall away. And he's mm. like, does this look like a sick man to you? I mean, yes. I mean, very yes. much so. It the definition very, of one. It very much. Like now you look sicker. You are more sick than I thought. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kicks her out and says, don't come back. If you don't want to be my teleporting fly Uh-oh. queen, then get the fuck out. So cut to him. The flies were so angry. They're so mad. Cut to him looking in the bathroom mirror. And he's looking ruddier by the minute. And he takes an electric shaver and he tries to shave his face. Uh, but the hairs growing out of his face break 
the razor. They can't be shaved. Uh-oh. Uh, so he throws the razor and breaks it. Like, th- you know, throws it against the wall. He then is standing in the mirror, nervously biting his fingernail. When the fingernail starts oozing and he just pulls it off. Ugh. It just comes right off ever so easily and gruesomely. Uh, and he now sees that underneath his nails, they are oozing as if he could pop the tips of each of his fingers and, and pimply ooze would come out of them. Uh, so he then sits on the edge of the tub and he's like, what's happening to me? Am I dying? And he says, oh, so he's getting freaked out. Now he's getting freaked out because his, his fingernails are coming off. And he goes to the computer science box and he types in something, like basically asking the computer questions about his teleport. Mm-hmm. And he says, it, the computer tells him, lists element number one and then element number two. Uh oh. And he's like, huh? And we also see that he's like typing with gardening gloves, I guess, so he doesn't mm-hmm. get ooze all over the computer. And he's like, yo, what was the secondary element then? Like next to Brundle. And it does like a zoom in, zoom in, zoom in until we see that it's a fly. Fly. And so he asks, what happened to the fly? And the computer says, fusion. And he's like, well, fuck. Okay. Fuck. Cut to Gina at home smoking at her desk. And she gets a phone call. It's Seth. And he's very panty, like out of breath. And she says, I've been trying to reach you. And he's like, the last four weeks, so it's been a month now since he kicked her out, I've been afraid to see you, but now I'm afraid not to see you. I've gotten much, much worse. Please come now. Question 14. What do you do? What does she do? I think she goes... Uh, I'm not sure. I'm gonna. I mean, I really want to go. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I want to see. I just don't know that it's I a wanna good idea. I want to see it. <laughs> I'm gonna go too, hand in hand. Curiosity killed the fly. Shouldn't have gone. <laughs> but Gina goes, and so she gets to the house. And she sees him before we do. She just gasps out of fear. And he's not looking good. He is really goopy. He's, he's, he's very goopy. And he's also walking. You know how the, the, the giraffes walk in Lion King, the, the play, 
where it's like it's humans and it's like they've got stilts on their arms so that they are walking mm-hmm. like a giraffe. Okay. He's basically like using two canes as if he's a giraffe in a production of The Lion King and like walking that way like as he needs two canes, not just one. And he's like, you were right. I'm diseased and it might be contagious. And I was like, then why the fuck did you invite me over, dude? Also, how's it contagious? That doesn't make sense. He just doesn't fucking know. He doesn't know. But I'm like, we clearly know what happened. You went into the thing of the fly and you fused together. How's that contagious? He's just being a dick, I think, honestly. I think flies are dicks. I think flies are really selfish, gross, sexual, virile dicks. I didn't know. Yeah. So he's disappointing. It is disappointing. Um, Because prior to this movie, I was really sexually attracted to flies. You love the. You love a virality. You love a virile Virile fly being. Yes, I do. All Um, virile beings make you want to suck the flesh off of them. Oh, yeah, like a grandma and a baby. Just like a grandma and a baby. You got it. He's talking to her, but he's losing it. Like he starts singing, like. There was an old lady who swallowed a fly. Perhaps she'll die. In in Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she is like, what are you talking about? And he's like, a fly got into the transmitter pod with me. And she's like, oh, my God. And he's like, it appears to be acting like a cancer. Eventually, I'll disintegrate. And she's like, there must be someone we can go to, someone we can talk to. And he's like, no, I won't be another tumorous bore or whatever. I don't know. I guess he's mad at cancer patients for being sad about their cancer. He thinks it's weak. I don't know. Flies are dicks. Um, (laughs) So she rightfully says, she's like, why did you call me then? You, you you may or yeah, may not, what do you want? Yeah, you may or may not be contagious. You don't want my help. You're full of goop. Like, what are you doing? And he sits down at his coffee table and picks up a donut. He's got just like sweets everywhere. Um, and as she's like, why did you call me? And she's like starting to cry because like he looks like he's in so much pain. Like his skin is very gross and bulbous and pussy and gross and terrible and his hair is falling out and and he's walking like a giraffe and lion king like it's very bad and he picks up a donut and holds it in front of him and barfs on it (gasps) and she's like (sighs) and then he goes to eat it and he's like oops Oh, that was disgusting. And she's like, yeah, it was. And he kind of like realizes that he's a fly and that that might have been off-putting to barf on his food, to digest it before eating it. And he like puts his hand up to his ear and his ear falls off. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Goodbye. Uh-oh. Whoopsies. <laughs> my ear fell off. I barfed on my donut. My ear fell off. Want to be my girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> Um, she is a better woman than me because she hugs his oh. goop, goop barf body. Oh, I don't want to touch it. 
I it was yuck yuck. Um, and I guess his ear falling off like illustrated the severity of his situation because then he says, "Okay, please help me." So he's like, "Now I now I'm scared. Please help me." Question fourteen: What do you do? What does she do? I take um to all the science people that I know because I'm this science writer. Okay. So I'm sure I know like the person that knows about flies flies the most <laughs> and Bureau, also Bureau flies. Yeah. Fusion of things. Uh-huh. I get those I two, do. two gals together and get their brains coming up with an idea. Love it. And anti teleport scientist as well. <laughs> So what, what does she do? Uh, she, I mean, if it's not that, I don't know. She, he says, help me. Mm-hmm. And she is, her empathy is triggered for sure. Her empathy is triggered more than her gross out. Sure. Yeah. 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 No, I was trying to help him. My gross out is was okay. triggered irreconcilably. <laughs> <laughs> she is like, okay, let's yeah, contact others. Let's let's go to scientists. Science. Science science. Time. Point for her. Again. I get it. Neither of us knew about the intricate personality and politics of flies uh and we're learning in real time here so um she doesn't directly go to her scientist she goes to to status stannis baratheon who she's like you're the editor he has a connection to the scientist yeah um and she's like if you saw how scared and angry and pathetic he looked like you would definitely help him and Stannis Baratheon is like, I'm sure Typhoid Mary was very cool as well. But like, she's cont- she was Typhoid Mary and this is Seth the Fly. And this is gross. And I think we should extricate ourselves from this situation. And for the first time, I was team Stannis Baratheon. Wow. Uh, and then I was immediately not. Because she's like, well, I have to, you know, help him. And he says, God, he says, can I have permission to claim your body when this is all over? What? No. (sighs) You can never have permission to claim my body. Alive or especially dead. Why do you want? Even if we're. Dating and living together and a married couple. Don't don't claim my body. Yeah. The fact that you even expressed interest in claiming my deceased body tells me that your only goal with it is to do things to it. Oh, he was talking about her dead body. Yeah. I thought he was talking about her live body. I think he was. I I think he'd take either. In this instance, I, I think claiming he was, any, any body of mine. I don't want him claiming my body physically, mentally, dead, or spiritually, or emotionally, 
or religiously or (laughs) in any way. (laughs) Um, He says, okay, listen, tape. I'm not going there. Fuck you. Tape him and show it to me. Sure. And I'll tell you what I, what I think. I'll see what I can do. Cutter pulling up and she goes in and he's crawling on the ceiling. (gasps) <gasps> loved it. Oh no, that's never a good sign. No, um, it was gross. And he's just like, "Look, I've gotten pretty good at it." And then he's like, "I stopped biting my nails." And I was like, "Yeah, because they're pustules of ooze." Um, and then he lifts up his shirt while he's on the ceiling, and he's like, "What's this?" And it's just this big, tumorous, bulbous, gross growth on his body. And he's like, "What's this?" I don't know. And I'm like, oh, no, he's losing it. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 oh, no. And he says, I figured it out. I'm stricken with a disease with a purpose. And Gina Gina was so fucking real in this moment because she is terrified, grossed out, and exhausted by both. Because she just looks at him and she's just like, I can't can't stay here. (laughs) And... He's like, oh, no, 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 don't worry about the contagion because I know what the disease wants now. And she just goes, whoa, what? What does the disease want? And he's like, it wants to turn me into something else. And he's like, come on, we'll, we'll write a book, the Chronicle, the Life and Times of Brundlefly. And he's like, it'll be a children's book. Come on, set up the camera. And he like kind of makes her stand behind the camera and he's like, you look tired. And she's like, I, I just... Uh, go on like she can't she's in another stratosphere so for his children's book that he's now writing he decides to explain why he has to barf on his food now and uh would you like to know why he has to barf on his food now because we learn all about it so he still has teeth but he explains to the future children his teeth are now useless because he can eat things but he can't digest them So eating them normally is extremely painful. feels like glass shards in his body. So he has to barf on it, digest it, and then slurp it back up. Gross. So anytime. That's That's what flies are doing? Yeah. Anytime you see a fly on your food, they've barfed on on it, it, waiting for it to digest, and then slurping it back up. Unless you swat them away first, and then you're eating fly barf. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> like every fly Kim has ever seen near her food is just flashing before her eyes right now. <laughs> yeah, so that's what's happening, and he's explaining it to the kids. And uh, Gina is just uh, f- utterly. She's she's comatose behind the camera. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I get it. Uh, and it cuts nicely to Stannis Baratheon now watching the tape. We don't see him watch Brundlefly barf on his food, but we hear it. And then we hear the slurp and we see Stannis Baratheon's face. Ew. And then Ronnie comes home. To her own apartment where Stannis Baratheon is watching a tape without her. Comes home 
and she's sobbing. And he goes into the bathroom. Whatever could be wrong. And she says, I'm pregnant. <gasps> oh, no! Question 15. Are you having a fly baby? <laughs> Are you going to have a fly baby? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, what's the question? You're pregnant. What, what you going to do? Ah, uh, go. <laughs> go see my scientist friend that has a time machine and go back in time. <laughs> okay. I hope he can invent a time machine in less than nine months. I wonder what, what's coming out of you. <laughs> first, first, the fact that Kim's eaten so much fly barf in her life and now she's pregnant with a fly baby. I broke her. <laughs> she's no longer with us, everyone. <laughs> uh, I think maybe she goes to tell Brundlefly. Fly. Brundlefly. Yep. Mm-hmm. I am going to. I'm gonna get some tests done. Okay. Point for her. She feels the need to t- to inform the father, <laughs> which I was like, "You don't need to. <laughs> you can just be done with this chapter in your life and move on." Um, I also think you should. Not worry about tests. I, I, I think we should we should make quick work of of this. Um, so, she, don't I want to know if it's fly or not? You know, I'd need to. Know. I'm never gonna tell a woman <laughs> how to choose. Personally, <laughs> I don't need any tests. Know. I'm I'm I'm. Uh, uh, goodbye. But goodbye I don't know if my... I got pregnant from the first time. We hooked up mm-hmm. or the fly time. I don't know. Fair. Fair. You are a brave, brave woman. And I commend and respect you. I got to get that ultrasound and be like, is there a fly in there? <laughs> What's that look like to you? Can you tell me if there's a fly in there? Is that like a fly fetus or a human fetus? <laughs> what do you think? Uh, so cut to. Her being wheeled down a hallway uh, by Stannis Baratheon in a wheelchair next to a doctor who is saying, we're going to, we got to do this tonight. And she's saying over and over, I think she's saying, I'm not ready to lose it or I don't want to lose it or something like that. Cut to the hospital room and... There is a gynecologist all up in her piece. Stannis Baratheon is there as well, along with several nurses and a lot of blood. And she is also awake for her abortion that is happening. And we just hear the gynecologist being like, more suction. Hold on. There's more in there. And he says, I'm sorry, ma'am. But you're going to have to help us. You're going to have to push. So during her abortion, 
she's got to help the doctors and he's like pushing on her stomach. I was like, I don't think that is, I don't, I don't know. And then he's like, you got to help us push, push. And she's screaming. And then we see the doctor pull something out and Gina just starts screaming when she sees it. It's a giant larva. Giant larva. No! <laughs> no! Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, oh, see? no. This is why I got my test done first. Then she wakes up. Oh, God. <laughs> she had a larva nightmare. This is why I got my test done first, because I would have uh-huh. known if it was a larva in there. You would have known. Or a baby. Or a baby. And bebe, I wouldn't bebe. have been surprised by the larvae. Came yeah. <laughs> fair, fair. Kim Kim is not interested in the element of surprise in this. Um, she is doing a species reveal party before <laughs> she has this baby. Um, okay, so you just woke up from this terrible larva nightmare. Question 17, what do you do? What does she do? So you're still pregnant. <sighs> You still got something in there. I'm getting my fucking ultrasound done. Okay. Getting my tests. Okay. Is it a fly? Is it a human? Can <laughs> you tell me? <laughs> okay. Uh, she is. Uh... Sweet. She already told him or no? She has not told him yet. So when I asked you before, like, what? I'm pregnant. What does she do? Allegedly, she goes to sleep. She does not get any tests. She just goes to sleep. Um, Then she wakes up from her terrible nightmare. And so now what does she do? But she has not told him. She's only told Stannis. Now I think she tells him. Okay. She's only told Stannis Baratheon at this point. Double ding. You know what? I'll give you a point for getting tested. I, I, your curiosity is commendable, I guess. Um, I, I don't, I don't care. I wouldn't care what they took out of me. I wouldn't want any of it inside of me. So you can run tests after you've taken it out of my body. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> run all the tests I like you want. like a pre-body <laughs> test. Thank you so much. Kim wants a pre-body test. Yeah. So then we cut to penguin fingers. Um, his fingers are now... Brundlefly's fingers are now okay. fused together like a very gross, gross pussy penguin. And he is typing into his computer science box the Brundlefly project. He's very proud of his of himself. So he's yeah, he's like, I, I, I let's record my descent or ascent into being a fly for posterity. Yeah. And he's very twitchy. <laughs> for posterity. Uh, <laughs> good right? one. Um, speaking of which, he's, I wrote, he's very twitchy, pussy, bulbous, and gross. He's just very, bul- there's just Yuck. a lot of bul- bul- bulbousness oh, about him. I don't like it. And he just looks like scabby and pussy oh, no. and twitchy, like a fly. He's just really Yuck. gross. And he tries to talk into the into the machine, 
but his voice isn't recognized anymore. Uh, and so he's like, what do I do? And so he's chewing on a pencil and then all his teeth fall out. <laughs> and this is where I was like, David Cronenberg wasn't not trying to be funny. Like he definitely like let Jeff be funny, like and tonally challenge us a little bit because when his teeth falls out, he definitely isn't like, ah, you know, whatever. He's just kind of like, huh? Mm-hmm. Like just it was, <laughs> it was humorous. Mm-hmm. So teeth falls out. Cut to him putting his teeth into his medicine cabinet, talking to them, saying, "Your relics now." vestigial, archaic, redundant. He opens the cabinet and he has many body parts that have fallen off of Uh him. Just rotting in his medicine cabinet now. And then Gina's there and she sees him and she's not, like she sees him and she's now like immediately in tears. But you know that thing where like somebody looks very gross and you don't want them to see your reaction to how gross they yeah. look, but you can't help it because they're so gross. Uh-huh. Um, that's what she's dealing with right now. Like she literally like can't even look at him. She was doing a great job, actually. She was like really killing it. And then I also wrote here, we get a full body shot of pussy, twitchy, bulbous, gross man. And he appears to be penisless now because he is naked and I don't see a penis. I don't know if it's under a bulb. I'm not sure. Or if it is a bulb. What are fly penises? If you could. I'm going to Google fly penises. So he's very excited. And he tells her with all the enthusiasm of having just won an award. And he says, my teeth have begun to fall out. And she's like. (laughs) 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 And she's like, I came to tell you. I wanted to see you before and she like literally can't make eye contact with him and he now sees that she's very upset and the little bit of him that's still human says you have to leave now and never come back here and we Mm -hmm. his demeanor is different we can tell that this is literally like Jeff coming through him Mm -hmm. for one last hurrah kind of thing. And then he starts talking about insect politics being like, have you ever heard of insect politics? And she's like, (laughs) no, I haven't. I don't know what you're talking about. And he's just like, neither have I. He's like, they don't have politics. They're very brutal. They have no compassion, no compromise. And he says, I am now an insect who dreamt he was a man and he loved it. But now that's over and the insect is awake. I'm saying I'll hurt you if you stay. Mm. And then he insect cries. Mm. And which looks similar to just human cry, except it's gross. Um, And she leaves. She runs out like she can't take it. Stannis Baratheon had driven her there. So he's waiting for her outside the building. And he, she comes out and she's like, I want to do it now. 
I want to, I want to do it now. Like, he's like, what, what did you see? Like, what did he say? We, uh, she then says, no, 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 no. Or he says, no, I think, I think we should wait a few days. He's like, I don't know what kind of state of mind you're in. And he's like, what if I can't find someone tonight? And he's like, why do we have to run around in the dark of night? And she's like, because I want it out of my body. I want it out of my body. And so she gets in the car and we see that Brundle fly was up on the roof watching the whole thing. And so now he knows that his progeny is inside of her. The fly. Oh, no. The fly knows. Cut to her at the hospital. And Stannis Baratheon has found, you know, a, a doctor that'll, you know, a connection. And the doctor is like, why are we doing this in the middle of the night? And Stannis Baratheon is talking for her, which just really rubbed me the wrong fucking way. And uh, Stannis is like, we have good reason to think that the child will be deformed. And the doctor is like, but why in the middle of the night? And Stannis is like, Graham, like just being like, stop, like just stop asking questions. And he's like, is it your child? And he's like, no. And Stannis is like, the man whose child it is, is uh deformed is what he says and he's like i just am detecting some uncertainty we have some tests and gina says i don't want tests i want an abortion if you won't do it i'll do it myself and he's like okay so cut to her in a hospital room in a hospital gown and there's a giant window in front of her And a, bzzz, a buzzy little fly that's giant in the size of a man and so pussy and bulbous <laughs> jumps through the window. <laughs> and poor baby, like, she she doesn't fight him off. Like, at first I was like, why are you just, like, putting your arms around him as he grabs you to carry you away? Reluctantly, but still not fighting him off. And then I was like, because she like was in love with him. Yeah, so like she's totally. still, you know, maybe you're in there somewhere. It's complicated. Not, it's, it's complicated. It, it was so not complicated for me at all. I was, I was like, goodbye. I will never see you again. May you disintegrate in peace. Catherine has a stone cold heart. For certain things. I do. I, I have as stone cold of a heart for things like this as Kim does for someone trying to impress her. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how it is um so he carries her away um so through the can, window so he, he can't fly he can do mm. a lot of like strong jumping and stickiness oh, okay so he's he's almost more like spider-man which i don't know if that offends flies but right that's that's the energy he's bringing so he gets her like on a rooftop or whatever and he puts her down and she's crying, obviously. And he's like, why did you want to kill Brundle? And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, the baby. The, the baby may be all that's left of the real me. And she's like, I'm not keeping it. And he's like, please have the baby. You know, with no teeth. <laughs> Just pus for teeth. and she's like hard pass and he just says too bad 
and she's like too or no i guess it was did i say too he says too bad and i think i said what's too bad like what are you that's such a weird response why did you just say too bad so too bad so we don't know we don't know what he's thinking she's not gonna have the baby he says too bad we don't know what that means cut to stannis baratheon outside of brundlefly's apartment with a briefcase this briefcase has a shotgun in it that you have to put together so you would open the briefcase and put the shotgun together so you're out you've just pulled up you have your shotgun briefcase what do you do what does he do right then where am i you're outside of the warehouse you've just gotten out of your car and your ex-girlfriend slash employee has been kidnapped and taken to the rooftop of this place by a fly man i'm gonna put my shotgun together i guess what does he do and go on up and kill me self a fly yes what does he do uh i'm just getting the feeling that he brings the briefcase up but doesn't quite put the shotgun together yet (laughs) i was incensed he now granted brundlefly was on the roof he didn't fucking know that he just walks into the apartment opens up his briefcase assembles the shotgun i'm like what if he had been right are you gonna tell him to fucking wait before you shoot his head off (laughs) yeah so he assembles it inside so he goes to the computer screen of the science machine and i wrote down what or i took a picture of what the thing says so what he sees is the Brundlefly Project. Problem, to refine fusion program. Goal, to decrease to a minimum the percentage of fly in Brundlefly. Solution, the fusion by gene splicing of Brundlefly with one or more pure human subjects. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's what he sees. We then see that the third pod is up and running, right? So before it was only three or only two that were up and running. Now all three are up and running. We then see a shadow on the ceiling behind him and Brundlefly jumps down on Stannis Baratheon. And Stannis tries to like turn the shotgun to him and Brundlefly just very easily, like as if he's just like, moving a piece of paper out of the way, just like grabs the shotgun and grabs his hand that's in a fist. This one almost made me lose my lunch a little bit. Blorf. He bar- he he bar he barfs on his on his fist. And we just see it pussily burn away before it can be slurped up by (laughs) the fly. And so the gun is now out of reach of his other arm and his fist 
now just really looks like my fist where it just goes right into the hand. There's no differentiation of, uh-huh, of fist uh-huh. to wrist. Um, and he's pretty, you know, Stannis Baratheon's pretty upset about it. It, sure, it looks like too. it hurts pretty bad. Yeah. But while he's getting his f- fist pussed off, he's using his foot to try to grab the shotgun to pull it over. But Brundlefly sees it. And so Brundlefly just very calmly moves on over to his ankle and barfs on his ankle and then just <laughs> separates his foot from the rest of him. And then he comes over and he's got a big Brundlefly toothless pusfield smile on his face as he prepares to barf on Stannis Baratheon's face. Uh... <laughs> uh I Cronenberg was Cronenbergen is what I'm is all I'm saying. He was fully burned out here. Um, <laughs> Cronenberg's a little hard for me to watch. Uh, <laughs> this was um, it was it was it was it was up there for Full me. Bird. It was to, uh, it, yeah, and actually, so I hadn't I hadn't seen it and. Eric, how did the conversation go? Eric was going to make dinner that night. And he was, and he was like, let's, um, let's eat first. And I was like, really? You don't want to eat while we watch the movie? He was like, I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I was like, good, good okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's a good thing that you and Eric watched it. Because cut to me and Dee trying to watch the play. <laughs> oh, God. And we're just like. yeah so right before he's about to digest his face we hear don't please gene is still up on the old roof and it's one of those roofs where it's windows so you can like look down and see you know and uh so he stops and he crawls up the wall to her and asks her gets right in her face he's like help me be human help me be human and she's like, how? And he's like, I go there. You go there. We come apart and then come back together again. And he, she's like, no. And he like carries her down. And he hits initiate sequence. And the, all three doors open. And he's like, we'll be the ultimate family. A family of three joined in one body. More human than I am alone. No. Now Listen. I love my cats and my husband a lot. I don't know that I would get the same joy out of that relationship if they were inside of me. Part we of were me. all one and the same. Yeah. I don't think I'd get the same comfort from that. Um, but to each his own. Um, so she's upset, if you can imagine. She's sure. frightened grossed out, scared, all of the things. And uh, she tries to, like, push him away. And uh, she grabs at his face. And uh, his bottom jaw just comes right off. <laughs> just right off. Um, like, a, like a well-cooked brisket. Just <laughs> meat falling off the bone. Uh, and, uh, this sets off a chain of events. Apparently the jaw, that jaw 
was the only thing holding his somewhat humanoid form together. Because once that jaw comes off, (laughs) it is a free-for-all. It is just slough, just skin, muscle, and sinew sloughing off all over the Cronenberg. You can't believe it. And all we're seeing is that she's now not being held by anything even remotely resembling a human hand, but something very much resembling some sort of fly claw. Thing. <laughs> okay. And all of his body is coming off, and what is revealed is a giant, bloody fly. Ew. Fly. It is so, so very, very yucky that I can't <laughs> really describe to you how yucky it is. Um, while this is all happening, uh, Stannis Baratheon is stirring. He had previously been, like, obviously not dead. Like, you don't die from, like, fist and ankle trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was pretty upset by it, you know? Sure. So he wasn't there. He was probably passed out from just shock and, and yeah. gross yeah. and pain. Yeah. 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 Um, but he's stirring now. And uh, the fly throws Gina into the pod and closes the door. I'm surprised the fly still knows the science. It's quite impressive, honestly. The fly the fly still knows something. So Stannis is trying to get up. Gina is in the pod. The fly has now gotten into the other pod. The doors are closed. Question 19, what do you do? What does Stannis Baratheon do? I, my first reaction was get the fuck out of there, which sounds like a good idea, but I'm Mm -hmm. concerned that this fly has a thing against me. I mean, flies can't be trusted. If we've learned anything today. And that he's going to come back around and then I won't be safe, which is concerning. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm going to light his pot on fire and then let Gina out and get me a prosthetic foot hand, foot and hand, not foot hand, <laughs> one together, foot you and know hand, what? separate. Can you just combine it? Can I just get a foot hand? I just feel like that's easier. Is there a discount for a foot hand? <laughs> You're going to light his thing on fire yeah okay he is going to maybe try to fuck with the machine somehow or do something with the machine point for him i'll tell you why you didn't get a point we'll find out in one second about how these machines work he does something very specific he shoots the cord connecting gina gina's pod to the other two. Mm-hmm. So Stathis shoots the pod cord. The fly gets pissed and breaks through his own telepod glass and starts crawling at, like out, but the initiate the fusion initiation is counting down, like it's still happening. So as the fly is trying to break out of its own pod, 
Stannis Baratheon is crawling over to let Gina out of hers. And then we see fusions of Brundlefly and teleport successful. So basically the fly didn't get out in time and it teleported him anyway, but there was nothing to combine with other than another machine. (gasps) Yeah. So what comes out is a fusion of a fly and a teleport pod. <laughs> oh man! Wow! And wowie zowie, where you can have tell. we gone? Now listen, I don't know if you've ever looked into the eyes of a fly. Uh, they don't emote much, but you could tell this one was in pain. You could tell that this experiment didn't go the way that this fly wanted it to go and that its very existence was now one of um, excruciating, terrible pain that he was not into. So um, question 20, a crawling, bloody machine fly is crawling towards you, Gina. Uh, What do you do? What does she do? I'm going to shoot it and hit it. Just knock it out with all I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hit and shoot forever. Okay. What does she do? I'm gonna swat that fly machine <laughs> so hard. She gets a giant fly swatter. Uh hand in hand. You got it. You got it. She picks up that shotgun. And again, Gina did a great job because you know how like in these moments in a horror movie. Where, like, you see the hero or heroine, like, pick up that gun and she's going to end this once and for all. This one, there was a sense of, like, sadness. Like, she was crying and it was hard for her to do, which I Mm -hmm. just thought was, like, a really lovely choice. And she actually can't do it. And so... Brundle machine fly takes some appendage that can grab and takes the shotgun and puts it to its own head being like, shoot me. And then she's able to do it. And she blasts his head clean off, falls to the ground and sobs. And I looked at Eric and I said, do you mean to fucking tell me? that Stannis Baratheon was kind of the hero of this movie. <laughs> what in the flying fuck were they? That is, that is rude. The end. The fly. <laughs> wow. That was fun. Yeah, it was great. I, I do want you to watch it. Like it was great, that but it doesn't sound like something I want to see with my eyeballs, but maybe fast for a week before and after (laughs) i mean i do want to look up pictures because now i can't stand it but yeah yeah you should definitely yucky it was great yeah all right let me total your points hi sammies so we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome patreon yet what where are you getting your bone con then it's cool it's fine you can still subscribe just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As, all live streamed. 
polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. Ooh. What'd you look at? Just Googling pictures. Wow. Okay, I'll tell your points, but tell me what you're saying gross to, specifically. What'd you find? Uh, Like, I don't even know what stage this is, but hold on. I can't see it. Oh, that's right after she rips his jaw off. Because I see a bunch where he, like, is a slimy fly. Yeah. But this is... I don't fucking know. Yeah. Here's a little puke time. Boo. <laughs> yeah. All right. You ready for your points? Yeah. All right. Dead or oh, alive. I just see a scene, the deleted scene from the fly <gasps> that made audiences. Oh, uh, let's watch. Let's watch it for our postmortem of this movie. Okay. I'm going to throw up if we're yeah. allowed to somehow. Watch I don't know if we're. The- deleted scene someone send it to us yeah um so okay dead or lives you got one out of four because only seth is dead um for questions you got 27.5 out of 40 for a total of 28.5 out of 44 it's okay it's not great for me but i'll take it great job thank you great job um that was the fly that was so, fun. I had a great, great time. It was really fun. It's one I've been wanting to watch for quite some time. Uh, it was very gross. It was really disgusting. Um, there's another David Cronenberg movie with Mia Goth that I wanted to do that just came out. Infinity Pool. So oh, yeah. With, maybe um, now. With the Scars. With the Scars. 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 Yeah. Um, and Mia Goth. So maybe I'll do that one. Maybe like I needed a warm up to David. Maybe. Unless I don't know. It's probably just gotten much, much worse. <laughs> I can only imagine. It's probably gotten much worse. I haven't worse. heard anything about Infinity y- Pool. Yuckiness and in Infinity Pool, but is that even what it's called? Am I thinking of the right thing? I think I am. Eh, I don't think I knew that it was David Cronenberg. May- no, maybe. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm thinking of crimes of the something. Future. Yeah. Crimes of that's the David Cronenberg. That's what I'm thinking of. This is Brandon Cronenberg. So who is the fair to you? Uh, Infinity Pool is Brandon. Is Brandon Cronenberg. Okay. But crimes of the crimes, crimes of the Infinity of the Pool. Crimes Infinity of the Pool. Fl- <laughs> crimes of the future. Crimes of the future is David. Is David. Is David. Okay. Papa Berg. Papa Berg. Um, great. All right. Well, oh, we forgot to do this at the beginning, but if you could. I mean, just what? from one quick glance at Infinity Pool, though, there looks like some weirdness. So the the Berg doesn't fall far from the Cronin? <laughs> yeah. Um, we didn't do this at the beginning. Oh, guys, if you could follow us, subscribe, write a five star review, please. That would be great. If you could follow us, uh, on TikTok and Instagram at KK Sam podcast, um, 
join our Facebook group, Sammy Stay Alive Maybe. And then also, most importantly, please join our Patreon because as you know, we will be learning all We've about flies. Got so much fly content coming so for you. So much fly content. And we're also watching watching the deleted scene and kissing boys with our eyes open. Yes. And, and then we're we're also that's so those are our postmortems, but our minis. Oh. We're watching the second. <laughs> we're watching the second season of Yellow Jackets, and we're on episode episode four. four. Um, so you can catch up on those, and then you can um, join us live to talk about them. And then, yeah. also, I think when you also are listening, us. it'll be this Saturday. Yes, and also watch us kiss our mans with our eyes open. And that's the learn content. all about flies and how manic they are, how much they love sugar, what their penises look like, and how mean and strong they are. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Um, okay, <laughs> this has been Kim and Cat Stay Alive. Maybe. So until next week, stay, stay alive. Bye. ghosted me i'm done <laughs> thank you for listening to the dread podcast network